بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد الحمد لله in tonight's recitation there were many many verses and uh, very important lessons obviously in the limited time that we have we cannot touch on all the opening verses discussed the virtue of the month of Ramadan in which the Quran was revealed then thereafter, the verses pertaining to Masail of Hajj and the rulings of Hajj and uh, certain rituals which are performed in various parts of uh, Mecca and Arafat and Muzdalifa have been mentioned in the verses which were recited. Thereafter, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala <coughs> uh, in some of the verses goes in quite a bit of detail with regards to the Masail and the rulings of Talaq. Uh, this is a very important uh, aspect in the life of a Muslim and also in terms of the jurisprudic masail related to it. Many times this is something which is overlooked in our relationships. Uh, it is also sometimes uh, an instrument which some husbands use to threaten their wives. That if there is some type of dispute or some misunderstanding the husband threatens the wife that I'll divorce you, I'll give you talaq. This is not uh, the reason that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given talaq. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Imsakum bi ma'roof aw tasrihum bi ihsan. If you wish, then keep the relationship and maintain it with goodness or release her with goodness. Do not use it as a tool to psychologically torture the wife just to score points. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in all the verses of talaq, we generally will find the word ma'roof, ma'roof, goodness. If two people are no longer compatible and they need to separate, then they need to ensure that it is done with goodness, with ma'roof. It doesn't mean that there is a difference and they are now parting ways, that they need to part ways and become mortal enemies and the families become enemies. This is not the teaching of sharia. So these verses discuss many of these aspects. <coughs> then... Uh, in the third juz which was recited today, uh, one of the verses is actually the last verse which was revealed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, That be conscious and fear that day in which you will return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the scholars say this was the last verse to be revealed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam instructed the sahaba to place it uh, in the end of, towards the end of Surah Baqarah before the long verse of the end part of Surah Al-Baqarah. Also, the third juz contains Ayatul Kursi. Ayatul Kursi is one of the most beneficial verses in the Quran in terms of its barakat and its blessings. And in a hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has stated the person who recites Ayatul Kursi after every salah will be protected from the effects of shaitan. In Sahih al-Bukhari, there is a hadith narrated by Sayyidina Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu who was appointed to take care of the sadaqat which were in the courtyard of the masjid of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he transmits the hadith and he says that I saw a person coming towards that heap of sadaqah in the courtyard and he was intending to snatch some goods from the sadaqah. I caught his hand and I said to him, what are you doing? He said, I am a person who is destitute and poor and I've got family members and children in need so please allow me and or pardon me and allow me to go. So he let him go. The next morning, Rasulullah said to him, ما فعل أسيرك البارحة يا أبا هريرة? Oh, Abu Hurairah, what happened to your captive of last night? 
So he was shocked that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was informed by Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala of this event. And he told Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that this person made an excuse that he's got family members and he's poor and he's needy, so I left him. Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, إِنَّهُ He will return. And Abu Huraira says, Radiallahu an, I waited knowing that he will come because Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had mentioned that. And he saw this person again and he grabbed him for the second time. And the man pleaded and he said again, please leave me, I beg you. And Abu Huraira was very soft-natured and he allowed him to leave. Rasulullah sallallahu the second time said, مَا فَعَلَ أَسِيرُكَ الْبَارِحَةِ And Nabi sallallahu then said to him, he will come back again. And the third time Abu Huraira made a determina- determination that he will not leave him. And when he sees this person, he said, okay, I'm going to tell you something. I am poor and whatever, this is my story, but I'll tell you something. If you recite Ayatul Kursi, no shaitan can cause you any harm. So Abu Huraira says, this is a very beneficial form of advice, and he left this person. The next morning, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he said the same thing on the way of Allah, but he gave me some advice, and I felt obliged to release him. He said that a shaitan will not harm a person who recites Ayatul Kursi. Rasulullah Sallallahu said, do you know who that was, O Abu Huraira? That was shaitan himself. Sadaqaka wa huwa kathub. He is generally a liar, but in this instance, he spoke the truth. If you recite Ayatul Kursi, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will protect. So this is something for us to inculcate within our lives, insha'Allah. Ayatul Kursi comprises of many of the essentials of one's iman. We should also take our time to try to read the meaning of Ayatul Kursi because it is very, very powerful in terms of protecting our iman. And uh, amongst the important verses... Uh, in the third juz, in the, it was the end of Surah Baqarah, are uh, the verses which encourage the giving of charity and sadaqah, but also giving it with sincerity and not causing harm and taklif to the people that we give the sadaqah to. La sadaqatikum. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that there are sometimes avenues through which a person can destroy the reward of the sadaqah. One is the value of the sadaqah is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows the reward to multiply and increase. But at the same time, if we do not uh, exercise caution and we are careless we can destroy the reward of the sadaqah perhaps by reminding the person of the favor that we did unto them oh, not a favor actually but the sadaqah we gave to someone or something good we did to someone and we remind the person of that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that is a means of destroying the thawab of the sadaqah and uh, amongst the verses which we will conclude on today is the importance of abstaining and staying away from haram. From riba, in particular, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned the warnings uh, that if you do not abstain from that which is haram, riba and interest and usury, then know well there is an announcement of the declaration of war from Allah and His Rasul against you. So it is very, very important for us to ensure now it is the month of Ramadan, alhamdulillah, that spirituality is increasing. Let us do some introspection and check and make sure that there is no type of haram entering our income, there is no haram in the food that we eat or the food we are feeding our children, because this will have a detrimental effect. And I will conclude with the famous story of Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu We know that uh, he, uh, on one particular occasion, his slave who used to prepare his, his servant who used to prepare his meals, came to him and uh, said, I prepared this, uh, I've got this food, and Abu Huraira hadn't, uh, Sayyidina Abu Bakr hadn't eaten for three days. And uh, he quickly took a morsel. Then the servant said, Oh, uh, uh, Abu Bakr, generally you ask me where I prepared the food from or where I got it from. Today you didn't ask. He said, Where did you get it from? He said that 
I was passing by a group of people that I knew from the days of Jahiliyyah wa kuntu kahantu lahum and I was a soothsayer for them. I would tell them their future, pretend to be a fortune teller. And they knew me, they became Muslim, but they knew me because of the Jahili relationship of the past. So Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu an, although they were Muslim, the food was halal, but the link between this person and those, that family was based on a Jahili uh, practice of soothsaying. So Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu an said, Al-Qawm ma'arafuka illa an tariq al-kahana. These people only know you because of this wrong link of fortune telling and soothsaying. I do not feel that this morsel is suitable to enter my belly. Now he's, he hadn't eaten for three days and he was trying to, to vomit and remove that morsel. His family members told him, drink water until your belly is full and then try to do so. And he did so at the old age, towards the end of his life. And his wife told him that you, can, you could have passed away doing this. He said, I heard Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying, Every type of flesh which is nourished with haram, it deserves nothing else other than the fire of Jahannam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us with halal rizq and make us those who ensure that we are careful with what we earn and what we feed our families.